Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Let's talk about the coming of the Lord and hastening into the coming of the Lord and that not as appearing, but the coming. Now we find that there is a coming before the appearing in the Word of God. We find on, we fall on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. He will come to us as the rain, the former and latter rain. The latter rain is the last great rain of his strength and where there will be a great harvest of souls, not Pentecost. The Pentecostal rain has already happened some 2,000 years ago. Now, the day that we're in at the coming of the Lord, and that we're desiring that to see our Lord Jesus and see his glory, we are warned in the Gospels. In Matthew 24, as we consider Jesus' sayings, and he said, Watch you therefore. Now, these are watchers. These are holy ones. These are the watchmen over the city. Watchmen, watchmen, what of the night? Watchmen, what of the night? The night cometh, and also the morning. If you will return, return come. Somebody said, return to what? Return to the Lord, the true God and eternal life. Many have strayed and thinking that God is just simply going to split the eastern sky. There's not a work of the ministry. That it is simply uh, all that's going to happen has happened. There's nothing else in prophecy and the prophetic to be done. And the truth that we will be led into will be in the sweet by and by after the rapture. Then he'll lead us into all truth. I think we have the cart before the horse because Jesus stated that be ye therefore perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5 and the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. We are also called unto perfection to the full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. He gave us a fivefold ministry to do that. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Not something less. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or blemish. And for the work of the ministry. So those that are perfected will be used for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is for the edifying of itself in love, the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God is not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit, but it is uh, epigenosco, a much higher glory in the perfect mirror image of Jesus. That hasn't happened yet. Paul even stated to the church at Philippi, I'm not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. In the house of Lydia, cell of purple. In Philippi, Paul said, I am not perfect yet, neither have I already attained. And he wrote 14 books of the New Testament in the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost. And he said, I'm trying to apprehend that on which I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Those are the things of faith and all truth. Pressing toward the mark. That mark is not the beginning of the race. It's not the Hebrew alaf or bait, gamel, dela, the first four or five letters of the Hebrew abecedary. It's the tav, the last letter, the end of the race. 
receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So Paul said, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Now that's the mind of Christ. But who has that mind now? Only those that are stirred that love is appearing and seeking for God and his coming. Now notice that Jesus is going to say there, therefore, watch. Watch is a watchman upon the wall. Mispah, the watchtower. But many have been a snare upon Mispah, not knowing or even caring about the coming of the Lord in the last great reign of his strength, not the rapture. Many gather for corn and wine, feel the Holy Ghost, and have a good time at church, not considering uh, the work of God. Now, that work is a strange work. You're bringing to pass this act, this strange act. Those that are seeking the Lord know that there is a great work that God is going to do before the second advent, the second time he comes uh, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with his words. Everyone believes that. But where we have discrepancy, and we have contention within the body of Christ. Is this uh, before the tribulation, middle of the tribulation, after the tribulation? And what is this great work? What is this latter rain? We find it in the book of Haggai in the 21st day of the seventh month. And he talks about that God will shake all nations and the desire of all nations will come. Well, is he talking about the advent there, the second advent? No. He goes on and clarifies that in Haggai, the second chapter. He states, all the silver and gold is mine. Well, because God will provide all needs there in the monetary physical needs for this gospel to go into all the world for witness and all nations, then the end will come. Then he says, right after all the silver and gold is mine, I'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. Well, the latter house is the latter rain. And that's the last great rain of his strength. Zechariah 10.1 Ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. What will the Lord do? Well, we ask. We decree it. As watchers on the wall. A decree of the holy ones. And he states, Ask you, that's us, the body of Christ, of the Lord the Lord Jesus Christ, the one God Almighty, self-existent, eternal spirit of God, Jesus Christ, reign in the time of the latter reign. This is that time. We've already had the former reign, the book of Acts. It's time for the latter reign. And he said, when you ask me for that, that I'll make bright clouds, I'll send forth showers to every one of you, every one of us, members in particular, Grass in the field. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed of the word of God, shall doubtless come again, bringing his sheaves with him. There's the harvest of souls. Ask you the Lord, ask you the Lord of the heathen for an inheritance. And God said, I'll give it to you. Psalm 2. This is the time that Jesus is saying, watch. 
Be watchman on the wall. Walk in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And that is predicated upon us walking in the light. The present truth, the present proceeding word of God by which every man shall live thereby. We see in Proverbs 4, the path of the just is as a shining light. It shines more and more unto the perfect day, that day of perfection, the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord God Almighty. So Jesus is telling this there in Matthew 24, there verse 42, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Now there's a coming of the Lord and there's a fearing of the Lord. The coming of the Lord, uh, there we see in Hosea 6. Come and let us return to the Lord. That's what the watchman said of the night. Isaiah states that. And there was a chariot of men, a chariot of horses, a chariot of camels. And what is it? A lion cometh, my Lord, a lion. Well, there's a time there that the Lord God is going to do a great, great work that has never been done before the last great reign of his strength, and many will be saved. But those that turn against the Lord their God and will not repent and go into the present truth, not just, well, I've been saved, sanctified, not newborn babies, not little children, but grown up to young men, but not stopping there, growing full grown unto full fathers of the faith. That's a small f. Second, we find it in John, 1 John, 2nd chapter, verse 12 through 14. And John states, I write unto you fathers, full grown, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. The first time he says, present tense, I write unto you fathers. Then he said, I have written unto you fathers. Well, the prophets have declared it. And in the word of God, the apostles, the Lord Jesus Christ himself has declared it. We can't add anything to it or take away from it. We have to be obedient. So watch, therefore, you know not what hour your Lord comes. What is this coming? The coming of the Lord, the parousia. Well, it says there in Hosea 6, come and let us return to the Lord. We've departed from him. The true Jesus, the real God the true God and eternal life, who is Jesus only, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent almighty God, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. He is that blessed and only potentate. First Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He is that quickening spirit. First Corinthians 15, 45. He is that Christ, the Holy Ghost, Acts 2, 36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus, the man whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if the Spirit dwells in you, that also dwell in Christ Jesus, the man, because Christ is that Spirit manifest in that body of flesh and blood. If that spirit of Christ is in you, it will quicken, make alive your mortal body. But he that has not that spirit of Christ hath not God. 
If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's not of his. That's very plain. So Jesus is warning us there, just as Hosea did, the prophet. Come and let us return to the Lord. We've gotten off the path. How's God getting us back on the path, the true righteousness of God? Well, it's judgments. For the Lord hath torn. He will heal us. The Lord has smitten. He will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. We're already after the second day. It's been over 2,000 years since the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus and Pentecost was given the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 1. Well then, where are we now? Well, that is the coming of the Lord in perfection. The body of Christ that must really receive Jesus in all truth. Because it states in Acts 3, 20 and 21, there that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. Those are all things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far. And how much things? Some things? No, all things. The heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. So we know that Jesus is not coming back until the body of Christ has received all truth, all things. Growing up into Jesus in all things uh, there in Ephesians 4, so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And that's the watchman upon the wall. And that watchman is very declared when you hear the, the trumpet, this alarm, the sound of war, and you warn the people. How long will you make me hear the sound of the trumpet? The alarm of war. We are to blow the trumpet in Zion, the people of God, and sound an alarm. The alarm of war. And that is the watchman's duty. And we find that in Hosea, he says, after that second day, I'll revive you. Well, we're past that. Well, what's happening in the third day? That's where we are now. We're in 2022. We're in the third day. And he says, then in that third day, I will raise you up and you will live in my sight, in the sight of God. And if we follow on to know the Lord, we have to follow him, follow on to know him. It's not just, well, instant, well, we're newborn babies and we know it all. No, you have to grow up into him and all things and all truth. You have to search you out of the book and read not one of these things of faith will fail. You have to search the Lord diligently with all your heart. We all have to do that. That's the only way to prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God for each one of us is. And he states that if we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. That's the morning star. And he will come to us. What? Rapture? No, before the rapture. He will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter rain after the first month. Well, that's the last great rain of his strength. Now, some will put this after the rapture, but we have a three and a half year, 1,203 score days, a time, times, and dividing of a time, a 42 months of the Jesus ministry in Revelation 10, Revelation 11, and Revelation 12. The same Jesus uh, in the days of his flesh worked 
his ministry from the age of 30 to 33 and a half, three and a half years. He was cut off, but not for himself. Where was he cut off? And in the midst of the week, in the midst of that seven years, not a Shaboa, but a Hiptad, seven years, he will confirm the covenant with many for one week, a week of years, a Hiptad, seven years. And in the midst of the week, that middle of the week, that he was cut off, but not for himself. He calls a sacrifice and oblation to cease. There is no more shedding of blood of bulls and goats for sacrifice. How long shall it be? Till the sanctuary be cleansed. And of the daily. We find that in Daniel 8. How long will it be? This saint set unto that certain saint. How long shall it be? That certain saint is Palmoni, the wonderful number, the revealer of secrets. And he said, unto 2,300 days from the time that, uh, that daily, the daily sacrifice, which was the morning and the evening sacrifice at three and at the hour three or at nine or nine in the morning and three in the afternoon. And they would say the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and blow the, blow the trumpet. Well, that's trumpet sound. We'll herald that same truth. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's not a trinity. He's not a binary or two-ness. He's not a oneness. He is the only Lord God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, not two, not three. And this will be revealed in the last uh, day move of God in judgment for all will know him from the least to the greatest. For through the judgments of God, men will learn righteousness. Now the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. All will know him from the least to the greatest. But before then, this great gospel of the kingdom must be preached unto all the world for a witness in all nations, and only those that have come unto perfection for the work of the ministry that have, through the hand of God, through the some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, those will be the ones that will be vessels meet for the master's use. Those are the ones that that for the edifying of itself in love, in the unity of the faith, through the knowledge of the Son of God, Epigonosco, coming to the full measure image of Jesus, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, only those will go forth in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost with this last day gospel of Jesus Christ. As a witness unto all nations, they will see the power and the glory of God through the body of Christ for three and a half years, 42 months, time, times and a half for this uh, 1,203 score days. God is preparing that now. So he says, if we follow on to know the Lord, if we keep on following the Lord diligently, that we, he said, uh, that the Lord will come. He will come to us as the rain. 
the former, and the latter. He's already come as the former, but he has not come as the latter yet. And that's where we're living. And the signet there in Haggai 2 is Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, born in Babel, Babylon. But the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel is these two anointed ones, these two olive trees of Zechariah 4, these two olive branches that is asked, Zechariah, what are these? The Lord, I know it's not. I don't know. What are these, my Lord? I don't know. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Not my might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. These will be the two sons of oil, the two witnesses, the body of Christ, that will empty out of themselves the golden oil, not a Pentecostal oil of a half a bit, half egg of a beaten olive oil that we have to prepare. But this is golden oil straight from the throne of God because these the two witnesses are before the throne of God. They are the four beasts, uh, the four living creatures, the Zoe of Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 that have grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth. And they are the ones that you see in Revelation 6 that say, come and see, preaching the everlasting gospel. So that latter rain, the time of it is now for those that have an ear to hear. And Jesus warns there, watch you therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord doth come, the coming of the Lord. When the Lord cometh, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Shall he find faith in the earth anywhere? Well, only those that are seeking God in their full heart, with their whole heart, diligently seeking him. They're the only ones that will find him. They're the only ones that will be sealed for his glory, for his work, for his ministry. And he states, but know this. He said, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come. And then we know that we're children of the day. We're not of the night that that thief in the night should overtake us. We're children of the day. It's given us to know the times and the seasons. There's already been a change in the seasons from Pentecost to tabernacles, not Pentecostals anymore, but tabernacleists. But who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And the Lord is warning us now through the Word of God. And He said, He would have, if you'd have known when that thief would come, you would have watched and would not have suffered His house to be broken up. The house is your whole ministry, your whole being as a sainthood, spirit, soul, and body. Therefore, be you also ready. The bride has made herself ready. We have to be ready. And he said, for in such an hour is that you think not the Son of Man cometh. Now, it is very important that we understand. He didn't say Son of God cometh. He said the Son of Man cometh. Now, to understand the Son of Man, it's a very ambiguous office that Jesus spake often of himself some over 80 times, he referred to himself as the Son of Man and also spake in the third person of the Son of Man. 
It was Jesus' favorite saying of himself. And he would say, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he, not shall I, shall he find faith on the earth. Why would he say that? We see in Daniel 7, 13, the Son of Man comes to the Ancient of Days. What is this revelation of the Son of Man? Well, there he came with 10,000 of his saints there before the Ancient of Days, and it was given him, given him a kingdom of which will be no end and a dominion which will be forevermore. That's the kingdom office. That includes you and me that are in the body of Christ. That's the Son of Man revelation. It's the kingdom office. If you're in the kingdom of God, it concerns you because he's the head and you are the body of the Christ. And in that kingdom office, then we'll come to an end. Then cometh the end when he, the Son of Man, shall deliver up the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The Son of Man revelation. It will deliver up the kingdom to God, even the Father, that he may be all through all and in us all, that he may be all through all and in us all. That's a final consummation of all things. Right now, no man has seen God any time and live. Why? Because he's holy. Any man says God with any type of fleshly desires or in the flesh would have to be killed because of God's holiness, because he is holy. And flesh is an enmity with God and the spirit's enmity against the flesh. So we must crucify the flesh with the affection of the lust, doing the will of God, coming into a perfect mirror image of Jesus Christ, whom he did foreknow, then he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestinated, then he called. Them that he called, he justified. Don't stop at justification by faith. Them that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing less is going in. He's coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, and that is perfect in all her ways, and has made herself ready. As Jesus said, be you therefore also ready, walking in the light as he's in the light, in the present truth. For in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh, that great last day reign of the latter reign comes. And if we're not ready, and we're not walking in that light and he's in the light, then we'll find ourselves uh, as a prophet of the grove, that we will be backslidden from the truth because God has moved on in a higher glory and we're still holding on to a Pentecostal faith. Thinking, well, we're saved and that's all there is to it not going to this higher glory, the new thing that God is doing, that we must be made new wine, must be put into new wine skins for us to be preserved. And he states, who then is a faithful and wise servant? Well, those are the servants that's going to be sealed in Revelation 7. When the four winds going to hurt the, uh, the earth, the sea, and the trees, before it said, seal the servants of our God in their foreheads. What is that? Well, there's an angel ascending out of the east, having the seal of the living God. But on the 19th of January, 2019, while I was speak, speaking and preaching in a Maasai tribal church in Transamerica, Kenya, 
We have been obedient to the Lord, and he visited me there after a four-hour service. And uh, coming out, out, out of that church, then he visited me. For this was a two-hour visitation. And at that point, the very end, he spoke and said, Seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. We've been obedient. It's not for any of our righteousness or our holiness that God told us to do this or commissioned us to do it, but for his name's sake. It's time for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. If we don't, we find ourselves backslidden and in that civil uh, disobedience within the church. They will come against and say, no, the old store, that old Pentecostal reign is better because uh, not realizing there is a new thing that God is doing. It's a new wine. It's a radical change. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's that last day reign of Jesus' strength called the latter reign lasting three and one half years. And after God has accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people for a time, times, and dividing of a time, then all these things of faith, all these things shall be finished. He states that. Who then is that, who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household? to give them meat in due season, ruler over his household. Well, if you take a look at Zechariah 4, there's two olive trees, those two olive branches. There have two pipes that go into a great bowl, and that bowl has seven pipes that go to the seven lamps of the candlestick. So these are feeding the church, the house of God, the church of the living God, the ecclesia, they are trustworthy of God that he has entrusted them with sealing his last day truth of the word of God to this last day work of the ministry. God is doing that now to those that have an ear to hear. And what did they do? To give them meat in due season, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. What will happen? He said, Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. You won't inherit all things. But we find if we do not walk in that light, in the present truth, we hold on to Pentecostal truth thinking there's no more. There's no higher glory. And then God said, But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. For some reason or other, they don't believe that God is coming in the last great wane of his strength in the latter rain of the Holy Ghost. He does laying it. And she began to smite his fellow servants. That's what we find strife in the church. Having uh, strife amongst ourselves. Wanting to be one above another. Preferring ourselves above our own brother. Not condescending to mental law estate. And because of strife in the church, emulation, strife, hate, and malice. He said, are you still not yet carnal? Paul talking to the church at Corinth. Well, yes, a carnal, big carnally mind is dead, even though they have the Holy Ghost, but they're seeking their own, not another's. They're after their own glory, and he that speaketh himself seeketh his own glory. 
the true people of God will literally carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear your one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Walk in faith, but not only faith, add to it, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God life, and brother, godliness, brotherly kindness. Don't stop there. And then brotherly kindness, add to it charity. Charity is not love, but it's the love for God based in doing his will. And that charity is the reason why doing the will of God and loving God, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the love, sanctifying yourself holy, both spirit, soul, and body, will cover, charity will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness. If these things are in you and prevail, there will be no occasion of falling. Peter tells us that. Second Peter 1. But God says if you don't, and you begin to eat and drink with the drunken, that you have a worldly church, and you don't eat and drink the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, you're not walking in the light as he's in the light, and you begin to eat and drink with the world, that going after the money and mammon of this and the prosperity of this life, and love the world and the things in the world, saying that that's God, that gain is godliness, and you begin to eat and drink that. He says, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looks not for him and an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint his portion with the hypocrites, even though he had the, the Holy Ghost, the Christ in him, the hope of glory, but they didn't obey it. All they did was go for the worldly ways. And he said, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is what we find in the Laodicean church. She says, I'm increased with goods. I'm clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. Thank you very much. I don't, I'm not looking for any greater thing in God. I'm just waiting for the Lord to split the eastern sky. I'm waiting for a rapture, and that's it. I'm not looking for any glory, any work, any latter rain. Not looking for that tabernacle rain. I'm satisfied with this Pentecostal mode that I'm in, and I'm not going any higher. And because of that, they literally come with that in the world in that latest in church. They say, I have need of nothing. I thank you very much. I, as in, in that, that last day, Babylonian church, she said, I said, a queen, I am no widow. So it's a false church. Mr. Babylon, the great the mother of hearts, the abomination of the earth says, I said, a queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pains. There's no reason to have a birth pain. I've already got Jesus. I said, a queen, I'm not a widow. I'm married to him. There's nothing else to come. There's no greater work of the ministry that God expects me to do. And God said, I will destroy her in one hour because of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. It's made all the nations drunk. Well, what do they drink? Now, this prosperity gospel, just as late as see it, I am increased with goods. I'm clothed, fed, have need of nothing. Jesus stated, knowest thou not your poor, wretched, naked, and destitute? I counsel of thee. There's more to come. I counsel thee to buy me gold. Buy the truth, sell it not. Try it in the fire. Well, most don't do that. 
And Jesus states that in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that many, not all that say to him, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the Kingdom of Heaven. Well, they're born again. They call him Lord, Lord. In Matthew 7, in Jesus, you cannot call Jesus Lord except by and through the Holy Ghost. That he is the Lord of glory. That he is that one God, the Father of glory. And they call him Lord. No man can call Jesus Lord, have that revelation without saying he has the Holy Ghost. Well, Jesus said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord. Even though they're born again, but because they haven't done the will of God and gone on into all truth, they haven't done the will of God. They backed on it, backed up on him and going all the way. They went part of the way, but they didn't go all the way. They ran part of the race. They didn't end the race. And they, Jesus states there, those that do that, even though they call him Lord, Lord, some will not be able to enter in because they did not do the will of God. They didn't follow on to know the Lord and his going forth prepared as the morning. Coming to us as a rain, the form of the letter. They didn't go on into the slash great vein of his strength unto perfection, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. They didn't do it. They begin they will begin to profess unto Jesus. Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. What do you mean we can't enter in? What do you mean that we didn't do the will of God? We've done many wonderful works in your name. And in your name we've cast out devils. And in your name we have prophesied. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, lawlessness. He didn't follow on the leading of the Holy Ghost unto perfection, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Somebody said, well, I didn't know we were supposed to. Yes, we have to. He's coming back for a glorious church for that spot or blemish. And we're told, well, you're saved and that's it and there's nothing else. Oh, yes, there's a glory to be revealed in the saints. And God is expecting us to go into all truth and all things that were not tossed to and fro by everyone of doctrine and be sealed in the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 of the servants of God in their forehead, which is the mind of Christ. We must enter into that. And Jesus states there, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, just as he said there, because they did not understand the night. Watchman, what of the night? You see, it was in the night that the man, the man whose grounds brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? I have as much goods. He didn't lie, cheat, or steal. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't steal from anybody. What, what shall I do? I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and I'll build greater. I'll expand my business. And then I'll say, so take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry, for thou hast much good stored up for many years. Notice that night, that night coming upon you unawares. Take you as a thief where? In the night. Then a voice came from heaven. This night, watchman, what of the night? This night, thy soul shall be required of thee. What? He loses his soul? Then shall who those who then shall those things be? Who will have those now that you literally provided for? 
so is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. Mm, the night's coming, my friend. The night is far spent, the day's at hand. God is requiring us to go on unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, growing up in him in all things and all truth, not in the sweet by and by after the rapture, but now before the second advent of the Lord Jesus Christ called the coming, the second coming, the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus said, if those that have done the will of God that went all the way in, come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and a perfect image that's made herself ready, will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Why? Because you've done good. You have obeyed God under righteousness, under holiness, and you will see the Lord. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Well, neighbor, there it is. God's doing it now. We want you to contact us. There, we pray for each and every individual believer for God to perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be, all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord both spirit, soul, and body. Well, we love to hear from you. Be sure and give us a call. Drop us an email. Leave a message. I'll get back to you so that we can work together. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.